Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fish Cast. My name is Corey Long. Charles Fishbine here. How you doing, Fish? Doing good, man. Excellent, excellent, excellent. We'll talk a little NFL Draft, one of our favorite times of the year, time of the year that we kind of get to see the culmination of a lot of work. You know, the thing is, when we do, when you've done the amount of uh, high school recruiting eval stuff that we've done over the past 20 years, 20 plus years now, you know, you see kids from kind of, you know, from when they started, when they're sophomores, when they're freshmen in high school, you see them go through that process and the college process and now get drafted. And I mean, over the time, I mean, Fish, how many first round picks do you think you've been able to really evaluate, like when they were like freshmen or sophomores in high school? Well, I mean, Calvin Cook, um, you look at someone like uh, LaMarcus, uh, Joiner, uh, you look Derwin at James was that Dar- Derwin James, uh, Lamar Thomas, um, Sony Michelle, oh, yeah. um, at, you know Jalen Carter, who's in this year's draft. Teddy uh, Bridgewater, we remember it, him as a sophomore. Yeah, you know, Jerry Judy. Uh, I mean, so there's a lot of them, and um, you saw it early on the special traits with a lot of these guys and realized that not only were they going to have a successful college career, but they had the potential to play at the next level, um, at the NFL level. I remember, you know, telling, you know, our good buddy McKinley Roll, at the time he had seen Gervon Dexter, and he was really high on Gervon and said, man, this kid's the best, one of the best D tackles I've seen, and he's he's probably not even going to go in the first round or second round. I said, listen, there's a kid, Jalen Carter, that I have rated ahead of him. He goes, there's no way. I said, yeah, he's he's better. Uh, he's a better player. I remember watching Jalen Carter play some tight end uh, and run routes in high school, this big kid. And when you see guys that size move that well and catch the football and they're parting the passing game and you know one day they're going to be playing on the D-line, you know how special they are. So um, mm-hmm. you do see it early on. I remember Anthony Richardson watching him. Anthony Richardson was at I, – I, he may have been at the Florida uh, – the FIU camp even. Um, he wasn't a highly regarded um, quarterback coming out of high school. I think he was like a high three-star kid, but he had the arm. He had all the same traits he has now. Uh, and, Flor- he, you know, he stayed with the hometown team and played close to, you know, his hometown. And, um, you know, the talent was there. You saw it early on with a lot of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, I just I was on the uh, pro football the the PFF uh, mock draft simulator, and uh, I'm a, I'm a New York Jets fan, so I just picked the Jets as my team and just kind of went through a round, the first round of a mock draft that they did. Um, now it seems like everybody's got Bryce Young as a top as a number one pick to the Panthers. We're both Bryce Young fans. I think, I think, I mean, I think you are. I know I am. I think, I mean, I think. Yeah, I, def- I definitely think he's a very good yeah. college quarterback. Um, but when you're dealing with somebody like Bryce and he's, I remember watching um, Kyle Murray in college against Alabama and how small he looked. The NFL, everybody's big. You know, yeah. you could, you could, you don't, there's a lot of times, even though if you're small in college, you won't look small. But you get to the next level, there's no small guys. Even running backs that are 5'8", like, you know. Um, like Devonta Freeman. is. Yeah, I mean, like Devonta Freeman, uh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders wasn't oh, Barry small. Sanders, 
Oh, God. You know, he was short. He was short. Yeah. But he was built like a freaking fire hydrant. The biggest (laughs) thing with Bryce Young, Bryce is a great talent. I mean, nobody's going to, there's no denying his talent. But what happens is Bryce Young's not going at the bottom of the first round and going to get developed and wait and be on a good team. He's going to the Carolina Panthers, who are one of the worst teams in pro football. Yeah, They don't have a very good offensive line. They traded away their best running back last year. He doesn't have a whole lot of parts. They traded away their one of his best receivers to get him. Yeah. Uh, he's going to struggle. And is he going to just take the same beating that you see so many of these guys take? We've talked about it. You know, you know, guys are usually bust not because of their talent. It's because the accumulation of sacks and bad players that they put around them and bad organization. And the guys that usually do well are the ones that get to sit for a year and play behind a older quarterback and learn the NFL the right way. And don't just get put out there. You know, some get, some guys can overcome that. We've talked about it uh, with the Jets quarterback Um you know, you could go to a bad situation and no matter how good you are, you know, you don't overcome it. You saw with uh, Carr's brother that went to the Houston Texans a long time ago. The guy was great in college. He went, to, he went to Houston and he got sacked 50 times his first year and he lost confidence. And it happens. You hear it from guys, hey, I've lost confidence. And it's difficult to overcome that. Um I personally, if I was the Carolina Panthers in this year's draft with an O-line that's not that good, I would seriously consider taking Anthony Richardson. And people go, oh, 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 wait, the guy is a grown man. So physically, he's (laughs) going to be able to handle a lot of the stuff that happens to going to a bad football team. And let's be honest, these guys are all – None of the guys that are in this year's draft, in my belief, are sure things. I don't think there's a Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck in this year's draft. I think these quarterbacks all have flaws. And, um, you know, Bryce Young has the least amount. Most of his are physical uh, because he's not a big guy. But he anticipates well. He throws well on the run. He makes plays off, off, you know, when they're the time is not down or whatever. He can make plays. But is he going to have enough weapons around him? Are they going to are they going to give him time? Yeah, I mean, now if you don't make it by your second year, like teams are already thinking, should we draft another quarterback? It just the whole thing is sped up. Um, I believe Bryce Young will go first, and and uh, you know I hope he does well with the Carolina Panthers. But I think the odds are he probably will be on a quarterback, you know, scrap heat in two years or three years, and they're looking for another one because they weren't able to do the things they needed to do, put the pieces around them. Um, It's always funny because it's like you're the worst team. You get to pick this quarterback that you hope is a franchise quarterback. He turns out not to be, but you've been able to make – if you did a decent job of drafting – by the time you get your second, by the time, like you said, three years from now, when you get that next quarterback, you've got a much better roster for that guy. Yeah. That guy walks into a situation where you've got, you know, some guys that can play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, that's the thing with Bryce is I do just nothing around him. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, on this particular mock draft where the quarterbacks are, 
And we'll start with them first because everyone loves to talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, Bryce is first. Uh, C.J. Stroud second to the pan- to the Texans. They have Will Levis going eighth to the Falcons and Richardson going fourteenth to the uh, Patriots, mm-hmm. which uh, which I I don't want for either Richardson or Bill Belichick <laughs> in that case. I don't see that happening. That just no. does not seem like that does not seem like like when you do these mock drafts. Sometimes I could see Bill picking Will Levis before he picks Anthony Richardson. I I just think you have. I've always laughed at these mock drafts. It's like sometimes people forget. Like I always, when I do a mock draft, I try to be in the head of that GM. Yeah. And there's a trend that they certain GMs just basically give away where they're going every year. Like you could just tell there's some teams. I remember one time I, every year for like five straight years, I used to go down to Shula's and they'd have, used to have this draft day thing. I wanted, yeah, I yeah. I yeah, you want it. And, and like five years in a row, I picked the Saints to take a corner. And they like they had the worst secondary. And their GM just never drafted a corner. It's like, I don't even think they had a corner board. I'm like, so when you – you sit there and you know, like a team's going to take an offense alignment. They're probably going to take an offense alignment again. Like exactly. Dallas is probably going to take an offense alignment this year, you know, yeah. or they'll, or they're going to take Jack Campbell, this linebacker <laughs> from Iowa. Iowa <laughs> like, yeah. like how many linebackers in a row is the Cowboys <laughs> going to draft there? But coaches at GMs, usually it's like, there's a trend the way they go in the first round, you know, most most teams don't do it like the Jets did last year. Like, go get the best player. And that's yeah. why the Jets had such a good season is they honestly, they went out and they were like, oh, my God, Sauce Gardner's pretty good. Oh, my God, this running back from <laughs> Iowa State's really good. Like, they hit on all their guys because they went and got players, no matter what position, they were the best available instead of going, you know. And then you have some of these teams, we say it every year, you're like, oh, my God. They've just drafted their fifth DN in a row. It's like, how many DNs do you need? You know, I mean, none of them can pass rush, but you got five of them you drafted in a row. So, oh my God. Oh, geez. Uh, all right. So, so number two, if you're the Texans, say Bryce Young's off the board, is CJ Stroud the pick, or do you think maybe Will Anderson, maybe, um, Maybe hell, maybe B. John Robinson. Like, where do you where like put yourself in the head of D'Amico Ryan's new coach, young coach, defensive guy, 49ers system, you know, comes from that 49ers system. Like, what is where do you think he's leaning at with this one? If if I'm the Houston Texans, I take the Jets approach to the draft this year. Like they're in a great spot at number two, either one trade down and maybe get one of these quarterbacks and maybe you pick up some extra picks, but they're, I think Carolina is a better, has better play like defensively. They got Houston has so many needs. Um, I personally feel like they're going to be in the top five of the draft next year. Again, I don't care who, which quarterback they draft. Like, so, you know, next year's draft has two elite quarterbacks that are, going to be better than anybody in this year's draft with Drake May and Caleb Williams. Yeah. If I'm Houston, I either one take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or I trade down and I will build a team that like you said, you could build that team 
um, maybe get to five wins, six wins. You don't, this team's not good enough to get seven, eight, even if they bring in a quarterback. So just start piling up the pieces so that when you do have a shot at that quarterback, that he's coming into a good situation. You know, maybe the team's not winning a whole lot because they're a quarterback away, but I, I think Houston's one of those teams that I I would seriously consider drafting Jalen Carter at number two or um, Willie Anderson get get improve that um, those those two positions or trade down and just stockpile picks and try to improve your team so that you know when that quarterback's available next year you're basically almost a playoff team if you get it right this year I I think they have a lot of picks the Houston Texans. And I yeah. think they can. I think they can. They need to improve that roster. And I, they're not a quarterback away. And they're definitely yeah. not. They're definitely not one of the quarterbacks in this draft away from it. And with Ryan's coming in from San Francisco, he's yeah. seen how the Niners built themselves to last by really having some great foundational pieces. Whether it's Bosa, whether it's the offensive line picks that they've made, the second, you know, they they've got a lot of talent on that roster and you know some of those guys like Debo they picked up in the third round you know they've got they were able to have successful drafts throughout and you know when you look at it when you're when you're where they are when you're picking second you're picking second the entire draft mostly Mm -hmm. so yeah you're getting the you're getting the best you're getting a good crack at the best players in the top of each round so I'm with you I feel like to me, if they're going to go the if they have to get a quarterback this year, why can't you wait and get a Hendon Hooker in the yeah. second round? Maybe why can't you wait and get a player in the third round? Why can't you know mm. you don't have to get a first round guy? I'm with you. I think to me, Will Anderson is the pick for me. Like I, I, I see. I mean, I, I mean, the Tech Houston had a lot of success with a with the Hall of Fame guy coming off the edge for many, many years. Yeah. You know? like I don't, I don't want to stereotype the quarterbacks at Ohio State, but they've all had success in college, and they have struggled in the NFL. Well, we're going to come to that. We're going to come to CJ. We're yeah. talking about CJ Shroud in a second. Because, yeah. yeah, like, with him, Levis, Richardson, they, it, it interests me. Like, Stroud, of those three quarterbacks, Stroud has the most – like, he's the most ready. Yeah, Stroud has also played with the best roster in college football for the last few years. Like, like I mean, he you know he got guys open everywhere. You got you got the the Marvin Harrisons, the Jackson Smith and Smith Jigbas. You got yeah yeah he he CJ yeah I mean CJ threw to him in the Rose Bowl two years ago, and the guy had like 300 yards receiving. Yeah. He's had great receiving. receiving. The the running backs, the offensive linemen, Paris Johnson is a top 15 pick in this draft. And, you know, he was an offensive tackle. Like, there's so much talent around him that oftentimes when they go to the pro team, they've been been so used to playing with such talent advantages. I don't know what the heck's going on. No question. But, But, okay, so let's go there. So let's say... Let's do, let's say, all right, Young's first. Let's say we believe, let's say the Texans wise enough to take Will Anderson second. This PFF draft has uh, Peter Skorowski, the uh, Northwestern offensive tackle, who I love, uh, going third. And I actually think that's a really good pick, a smart pick. 
So we'll skip that one. So fourth, you are at the uh, you're you're with the Indianapolis Colts. They're 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 looking for a quarterback, and they're one of the teams that's a quarterback away from probably being a nine or ten win team. They've got yeah. running backs. They've got stuff. See, I don't think they have a top five in the draft roster. Like I think their roster is a lot better. Yeah. Than this bad. Like they use like if they had any quarterback play last year, they're probably close to a playoff team. They're not this bad where they should be in the top four. Yeah, I, I agree. So if you had your choice at that spot four, now knowing the roster you have, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, where do you go? You know, once again, I I if, go Richardson. I'd go Richardson just because like I said. If you're going to go after a quarterback this year and and there's no the, the money is no longer an issue with rookie quarterbacks. No. I'm going to go with the one that has the most upside and just roll the dice and if I hit maybe I get another Josh Allen. If I miss, it's not really going to matter like I I don't think that that roster is that bad that even if they get average quarterback play. They didn't I I watched Matt Ryan last year. He was terrible. And and if they even had average quarterback play, I think that 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 team wins nine games last year. So I think it's a good fit uh, for them. And they're gonna, you're going to take a guy; he's going to be indoors, so weather's not going to be an issue. Um, he can throw the ball cleanly. You've seen what this guy can do when he has, you know, you know, he plays. If he plays indoors, I think he's going to have a lot of success. I I just him on that fast turf. I just think it's a good fit for. Uh, the Colts. Like yeah. I think, and I think Richardson's a better fit for the Panthers than the Colts, just because uh, Shroud is sort of a plug is closer to a plug and play QB, right? And the Colts kind of need that because they've got a lot of parts and they've got one of the best running backs in football. You know, they've got some receivers, they've got parts. So I, I'm looking at this and thinking like. You know, it's going to take a couple of years for like I think Richardson's going to be very, very good, and I, and I, it's like and I and we both talked about this in the past. I don't think NFL teams are doing the right things when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks anymore. But I think we both agree it's going to take more than a year for Richardson to be the passer that he he'll need to be to really be good in the NFL. Like it took it took Josh Allen two years. He Josh Allen was bad when he first came to the league. And he wasn't good his second year, but, you know, Brian DeBall really got him right. And, mm -hmm. you know, the turnovers went down. He figured out, you know, the, the game, he finally, you know, he, the game, once he figured out the game, all of a sudden things became better. We saw what Jalen Hurts did this year. You know, he he was, he started a playoff game that I saw last year against the Bucks, and he couldn't, he was awful. Like, he just couldn't hit anything. But he, the minute the season ended, he went down to Miami. He got with his quarterback guy, and they worked. And then this year, you see arguably the guy who arguably could have been a Super Bowl MVP. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it can happen. It can absolutely happen. So, yeah. this, it's, so yeah, it's, it's a weird – the Colts would be in a weird quandary here because, you know, Stroud gives them plug and play. Richardson probably gives them greater upside long term. Uh, so it just, I, I think a lot of it is just going to depend on how long you're going to be able to maintain the roster you have. Mm -hmm. I think with that, with the Colts pick, 
Where are we at with Levis? I'm, I I feel like he is a Todd McShay, Mel, Mel Kuyper sell job. Like, yeah. I just think they're trying to sell me Jimmy Clausen again. Yeah, I think Levis is one that he's been at two college programs and not had a ton of success. But, you know, it's it's like the 98-mile-per-hour fastball when scouts look at it. It just, you know, or a guy that just hits long balls. It's it, When you have one trait that's has elite level like uh levis levis has an elite level arm probably the strongest arm in the draft there's always going to be one team that falls in love with that i mean you know he would have been the guy that al davis would have probably traded up from the seventh spot to number one overall because he wanted that guy that could throw the deep ball down the field and that's that that's something that you know it's (sighs) Like I said, all it takes is one team to fall in love with that skill. And that big arm, it's it teases a lot of people into believing that, you know, that guy's great. I mean, Jeff George. Jeff George went from a third-round pick to the first pick in the draft because he could fling that rock. And there was a lot of red flags that told you, hey, this guy's going to struggle in the NFL. You know, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell had a big pro day. Yeah, um, sure. and, and if you have that arm, somebody's going to take a chance at, at you and that's all it takes is one team, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, uh, uh, and you know, you, you see it. Like I, I was thinking with Levis Raiders is a possibility. I'm thinking, you know, maybe Washington commanders is a possibility. Um, you know, those are the types of teams that I look what, at. What Tyler Heineke, you're not sold on him. I'm not the Taylor Heineke or uh, I mean I've got Sam Howell play, but I don't know what yeah. Sam Howell's going to do in the pros. I'm not really. I'm I actually like Sam Howell, but eh, I don't know in the pros. I don't know. Uh, Jalen Carter they have going fifth to the Seahawks. I really like that. That's I, a I steal. That's really, a steal. That's that. That'd be the. Yeah, I think that's a steal. The draft. Um, you know, Jalen's probably the most gifted player in this draft. We've seen this so many times, guys that are super talented, whether it's uh, the offensive tackle that went to the Dolphins that drafted, um, you know, the Florida kid, or, you know, you go back to Warren Sapp or Randy Moss, guys that are the best player in the draft, but for some reason they slip. If this kid slips to number five, I mean, Pete Carroll basically stole the best player in the draft. And – they're not a bad football team, the Seahawks. No, not at all. And to land a guy this good uh, would be truly amazing. Yeah, the Seahawks got that fifth pick out of the Russell Wilson trade. So uh, the Seahawks were one game away from the playoffs this past year. Um, number six is interesting, and a guy that climbed up dramatically. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, uh, the tight end out of Utah, who just, you know, he had a tremendous – uh, I think it was a Pac-12 championship game against USC. Yeah, like 200 yards receiving, and he's just been rising up ever since then. He looks like a heck of a player. I've seen him a few times. Like he's, he, he's yeah, he's really good. I watch Utah. He was one of their best players. I I'm a big fan of Michael Myers. Um, yeah, they got Meyer going 18th yeah, to the Lions I, as well. The Lions yeah. are going to take two tight ends in the first round. Probably not. No, nah, I don't see that. But I I, I mean the the Lions. Um, they did trade a tight end last year to Minnesota. I believe they did. They traded their tight end to yeah. Minnesota. I, I really like the kid from Notre Dame. I just I think he's 
I don't want to say he's Gronk light, but he's he's the closest thing to Gronkowski since Gronkowski came out of college. He runs good routes. He's big physical. He can block. The Kincaid kid is not a great blocker, so you're basically getting a big, large, wide receiver. I'm kind of surprised to see if he'd go first round, just because most teams want them to have that extra ability to um, help out, you know, seal that edge on run plays and. It's not a strength of his. He's a very good pass-catching tight end, uh, but he's basically a better version of Mike Gazeki, uh, who went in the third round, I believe, uh, when Miami Dolphins drafted him out of Penn State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving down the line, uh, Bijan Robinson, they have him at ninth to the uh, Bears. Is Bijan, would you take Bijan Robinson in top ten? No. No, I just – I. I love running backs. I just think that the NFL, uh, it's it's just not a position to need anymore. Like they're 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 complementary pieces to your offense. And you know, I was upset when the Cowboys drafted Ezekiel Elliott in the top ten. I just think that you can't unless your team, like you see, the Eagles are drafting number ten. I wouldn't have a problem with them drafting them because they really don't need a whole lot. They're a Super Bowl team, and if you can add a great player and you're already a Super Bowl team. But if you're trying to build a team and you're trying to get to the playoffs or whatever, this isn't 20 years ago. Running backs aren't going to get you to that next level. Um, we've seen it. There's a lot of great running backs. Ezekiel had many great seasons with the Cowboys, and really at the end of the day, what do they get for drafting a guy in the top 10? Not a whole lot, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, they, you know, gotta, you know, they were a good team with them, good team without them, really, in a lot of ways. Um mm -hmm. Moving down the line, uh, you've got some other players that have uh, that had very good seasons on lesser teams that the top ten. Uh, they got uh, Illinois corner cornerback uh, Devin we Devon Witherspoon mm -hmm. at seven. Uh, he's Pittsburgh. a Florida kid, by the way. Florida kid, yeah. Where's he from exactly? He's from Pensacola, I think Pine yeah. Forest or something. Okay. Uh, then the the Pitt D lineman who I love, Kalijah Cansey, who can play. Mm -hmm. Pitt is just this great run alignment right now. They really do. They have great D linemen. Mm, you can thank their D line coach. <laughs> um, where are some of these edge rushers gonna go? I mean, we got they they have Miles Murphy from Clemson at twelve, Nolan Smith uh, from Georgia at fifteen. Um. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 27. Oh, they had the Cowboys picking Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State at 26. And what does he play at linebacker? Another edge rusher, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all they need. Just more edge rushers and linebackers. They don't have enough of them. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, who, of the of the beyond Will Anderson, who's your favorite edge guy in this first in this draft? Uh, I, I like the kid from Texas Tech. I mean, he's an explosive pass rusher. Me too, yeah. Um, Big I think, kid, long yeah, kid. Yeah, I think he has a chance to be really good in the NFL. Um, he's probably one of the better ones. Uh, you know, I'm not that high. I think Nolan Smith is okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's. He just seems like one of those guys that's going to be moving around a lot. You know. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of those guys that'll move around a lot and have productive careers at multiple spots, stops. But I don't know if he's somebody that I would just draft in the first round. He's kind of underachieved a little bit in college uh, for his ranking. But we'll see what happens, man. 
Do you like Skaronsky as the first tackle taken? Or are you more? Into yeah, I, I think he's really good. Okay, yeah, I, I love. Him. I think he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Um, looking at the rest of this list, uh, a lot of wide receivers in the second half of the first round. They've got Jordan Addison going to the Jaguars at twenty fourth, which is a, I think is a good fit. Um, Quentin Johnson going to the Giants at twenty fifth, and Zay Flowers, yeah. I think, yeah, twenty eighth, uh, going to the Bengals. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh, Zay Flowers. I think he's a very good player. Yeah, uh, he's a very productive kid. Uh, always really always liked him. Uh, I think he's a hardworking kid. You know, that's a tough. He's a he's a he went to uh, where did he go? He went to U school, right? Yeah, he was a university school kid. I had told the Boston College coach actually at the time about him, and uh, he was a kid that I had higher rated than most people. Yeah. Very productive player, and he, he runs better than most people think. Yeah. Um, so he's somebody I think could have a major impact at the next level. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, uh, when we, we start moving around, who are you kind of eager to see where they get drafted at? Well, like I told you, I, where the Myers kid gets drafted, I'm very interested in seeing where he goes. Um, I just I'm a big fan of his. I, I just I've seen him not even in the first round, which is just crazy to me. Uh you know, some of the other guys. Um hold on one second. Let's let's take a look at some of these other guys uh that will have a shot. You know, Witherspoon, I think, you know, him going. Um, I do like the Christian Gonzalez kid out of Oregon. Yeah, I like the way he plays. He looked very good. Uh, I believe it was in the senior bowl. Um, he also, he's just a good looking kid. Um, Miles Murphy's interesting to me. I, you know, for as much talent as he has, he's just, it seems like he's never reached his potential. Um, I think Jackson Smith Najigba is maybe the best wide receiver in this draft. I really like him. Um, what's crazy. You're looking at Darnell right here was a guy that was a big time prospect I, I forgot where he originally signed with and then transferred to uh Tennessee and now he's considered now the one kid that I really really like is Joey Porter Jr. I watched Penn State I think he he may be the best you know corner in the draft um yeah, yeah this PFF mock has him going 20th to the Seahawks so they have the Seahawks getting two of their favorite guys in the draft I really like him I, I think he's every time I watch them play um, I thought he was one of the best players <laughs> on the field. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was really good uh, at, um, you know, Penn State. But th those are the main guys. I'm looking at a bunch of these other guys. I, you know, I always am interested to see where the Florida kids go. Um, I always track that. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see where those guys go. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where Hendon Hooker goes. I, I really think, you know, it's a – He's an interesting, you know, you got the leg injury, which worries you. He's going to be a very old rookie. I think he's going to be 25 years old. So, you know, you, your time is a little bit more limited on him as compared to the 20-year-old kids. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if he's if he, if he can get healthy at some point this season, I think a team might have themselves, you know, a player for a few years. Uh, Darnell Washington, uh, who's not on the first round of this draft, the big tight end from Georgia, like, I don't feel like we ever got to see 
what he was cap- what he's truly was capable of because Brock Bowers took so much of the thunder. Yeah, it'll be interesting. He had a he he did I believe he had some injuries in in college. Um he's got a ton of talent. I, I just think he's one of those guys that's a high risk, high reward. I, I think he'll either be an all pro or be out of the league in three years. I, I just think he's definitely one of those guys that, you know, you'll like his talent on film and but are you are you ever going to be satisfied with him um as a player in the in the, the NFL the one I, you know you asked me the one guy I totally forgot about he's one of my favorite players is Zach Sharmana the running back out of UCLA i thought you could argue he was one of the top two or three running backs in college football last year um he's a guy that you get in that second third round I think he could be a Curtis uh, Mar- a Curtis Martin type running back in the NFL and have a long, a long career for what you know running backs have now. But I think he could have a long productive career in the NFL. Uh, yeah. He's pretty he's pretty sturdy. I don't think he's had too many injuries in college, from what I remember. Um, he had success at both Michigan and UCLA. I think he, I watched a ton of UCLA games. I, I'm a big fan of his. Um, what happens to the big boy Dirk Gervon Dexter? You know, he's got a ton of talent, but, you know, you're not always getting the high motor with him and him play to the level that he has. But, you know, the abilities there. So there's going to be guys that drop in the second and third round that had first round talent, but never got to that level. eight. You know, you were satisfied once you saw him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. True. So uh, so who do you want the Cowboys to take at 26? I want I want Michael Meyer. Um, they need a tight end. Yeah, um, but they never draft the player that I want. So I, I, they're gonna draft some guy out of Boise State, and I'll break my TV. And I'm just not honestly. I, I don't even like to watch the draft anymore because I wanted Derwin, I wanted uh, Jalen Ramsey, I, I wanted. I, I go back to Randy Moss. I wanted Randy Moss. I never get the player I want. So. Like I said, the, whoever the linebackers are starting out at outside linebacker for Boise State or University of Nevada is going to go to the Cowboys in the first round. And <laughs> Dallas will have their 22nd linebacker that they've drafted in that many drafts. Dallas loves them, the Mountain West players. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know you and I will both be watching the draft Thursday night. I'll be kind of flipping between the draft and mm-hmm. – Game five of the hockey game between other Tampa Bay yeah. and Toronto. Uh, uh, so we'll be watching them both and always keeping a track on the kids that, you know, come from Florida high schools and where they're going and uh, and the kids that come from Florida schools. It looks like really uh, of the group of Florida, I mean, Richardson's going to go in the first round. Maybe Osiris Torrance, the guard, will go in the first round. Uh, most of Florida states, I mean, Jared versus probably, I think, was going to be a top ten pick. He decided to come back. I think that was kind of their big draft pick of this. Um, yeah, I don't think Florida State really has too many draft eligible players. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, the guys are leaving too many guys that would really get drafted. Yeah, so I mean, uh, and Miami does Miami have anybody? Um, Tyreek Stevenson's a guy that could get yeah. drafted. You know, people are projecting second, probably more of a third, fourth rounder. Um, okay. He's got all the skill, but. He hasn't put it all together at times. I think he's somebody – I, you know, Will Mallory's a guy I think that could go later in the draft and somebody will take a flyer on him. So, 
Okay. So a little bit for us to look at as we head into the weekend. Ah, yeah. so uh, uh, anything big coming up for you camp-wise? Are you just no, nah, no. Nah. Like baseball? I said, I'll I'll just be I'll, I'll be going to high school. Um, you know, practices soon, and that's that's about it, man. So. All right, buddy. Well, all right. All right. Now look out there. Make sure if Charles Fishbein is coming to your town, you go out there and see him and let him know that you're a big fan of the Fishcast because we appreciate you. As always, our producer is Justin Otto out there just producing and playing Grand Theft Auto like he always does. Like, I wonder how much Grand – like, how many times he's beaten Grand Theft Auto? Like, like does he beat it different ways? Can you beat that game? Like, yeah, more, more I more. really don't know, man. I mean, I'm really like I, I really think we should have him on here one day just to talk about Grand Theft Auto and everything <laughs> he's done for his life. What I, I mean, I, you know, I've heard of some of the things you could do in Grand Theft Auto. I just, you know, I and don't know. The last real Grand Theft Auto I played was like San Andreas, and I remember I was it was about the time we first met because I was working in Lakeland, a newspaper. I remember like one day. I had like a, I had like some comp time they owed me like four days in a row, and I BS you not, I ended up just getting like an ass load of Chinese food and playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas with like, like I bought it. I went out and bought it from a, like a local video game store in Lakeland and just played it four days in a row. And I was just, it was like the best like staycation I ever had. Uh, it was like, man, this is great. So, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, uh, it was fun. But yeah, so I have to bring him on and talk about his Grand Theft Auto experiences. Well, yeah, let's do that, man. So, right. It was all great right, talking buddy. to you. Absolutely. We'll be back soon with more Fish Cast. Thank you all for listening. And uh, thanks, thank you everybody for supporting us. Take care.